Good evening and welcome. This is the Big Dog Radio Show. Did you miss me? Because I missed you a lot. Well, news reaching us. Um, the Afropunk 2.0 Gods and Great magazine just dropped some weeks ago. If you have not checked that magazine out, please go to any of our social media platforms, Instagram at Big Dog underscore PR and hit the link to download the magazine. So hi guys. Today we're going to be talking about something really, really pressing. I mean, every Nigerian has to be involved in this. And um, I have some guests because we meet today. But before we dive right, right into business, we're going to have a music break. Do enjoy. Get money, have fun, and treat a woman like she's a queen. Free Smoke Radio. Welcome back, guys. And if you're just joining us, that um, this is the Big Dot Radio Show, and I am your favorite girl, Cherish, with a double R. Okay, guys. So tonight I have um, some of my guest speakers here. One is a guy, and one is a lady. So um, the first person I'll be introducing is Godson. Godson is a spoken word artist. He's a poet. He's um, what do they call short, fair, and not handsome guys? What SF? Not H and H, so he's um, in that category. He's here to pour out his heart concerning this particular issue. Welcome, Godson. Hi, good day, guys. I'm really excited to be here. Name is Godson Solomon, and I we do not ask you for your name. Okay, continue. I'm all, I don't care about you. It's all about <laughs> me right now. Okay, so it's Godson Solomon. I'm a performance poet based in Kalba, and also it is SFH short, fair, and handsome. I. <laughs> Okay, guys, give it up for Godson. And next, we have Oli. Oli is a public speaker. She's a debater. She is a student, a proud student of University of Calabar. And she's my very amazing friend. Welcome, Oli. Good to have you Good around. Good evening. I'm excited to be here. I'm overwhelmed. I'm Rachel. I'm Rachel. But our stage name is Oli, so. Yeah, call me Oli. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here to talk about this amazing topic. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so that's it for the introduction. And today we're going to be talking about something really pressing in our nation today. Now, if you notice that um, for the first time in the history of Nigeria, we are having, we are experiencing a drastic change in the electoral process. The sudden participation of youths is beginning to wow everybody and bring up questions like what is happening what is going on this has never happened before as at today as a tuesday rather i watch news though i did watch news and the INEC chairman was like um we have over 84 million registered nigerian voters 84 million never has it been recorded in the history of nigeria and there are still a lot of people that have not registered and i'm wondering what is going on could this be a dawn of a new era so first of all i want to hear what my guest speakers have to say i blame this um sudden change it's not it's not a poem so just like you can talk normally <laughs> this is this is why i talk this is why i sound like no, okay. they, no, they whine me. okay so i'll give this credit to one word sorry let's make it two words peter obi okay why why would you give that credit to peter obi because um there's this saying that the youth are leaders of tomorrow <laughs> so i feel that tomorrow is this year <laughs> Now look at the massive turnout of youth to um, the twenty twenty three elections. Everybody's screaming, Peter will be Peter will be Labour Party, Labour Party. Okay. You know the Labour Labour has always been on strike, so this time <laughs> the youth are <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, Oli, let's hear what you have to say. 
Okay, I'll give it up to Peter B because everybody's wanting something new, something fresh. We are tired of the two parties competing. We want something new. And most especially, I feel like Nigeria as a nation have evolved to the extent where youth are actually coming out to be like, it's my tomorrow is today, so I'm yeah. tired. And they're like learning from the mistake of the last protest. So they're doing it in a more coordinated way. They're trying not their feelings not to be swept under the feelings, under the rug. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, okay, Peter B is the man for the job. Okay, so um, for me, oh, I've been going around and I went to cut my hair. Like this was like early this month, and then somebody was like, "Omo, I go get my PVC. Why? Because when I consider eight years, Omo, eight years, I go don't bump pikino. I know all my children made themselves suffer like we they suffer now. So that's like well, that's why I'm going to get my PVC. <laughs> eight years, you go don't bump pikino. That's if you see my marry. Cause men are Why, how, how are you sure that it's a woman that said it or a lady that said it if you see my marriage? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was a guy that said it. Okay. Hey guy. Now um when President Mohammed Dubari resumed office, I was in secondary school at that time. Oh my god, we all wanted yeah. Uh, yeah, now eight yeah. years later, I am now an adult. <laughs> <laughs> the University of Calabar, I've been there for five years. I'm still there, still a student. I'm a part-time student, actually. A part-time trader. Okay. Reason because of ASU. Imagine being interrupted every year or so because of the strike. Yes. I feel they just want something new. And how, okay, what's the certainty that P- Peter Obi is going to give us this? Because, you know, like normally when we studied government, they said in Nigeria we operate a multi party system. But over the years, we have seen that we actually operate a two party system in real life, right? In reality, because it's just um, everybody knows APC and PDP. But this year, it's different. So the Labour Party is like coming out there. Yes, there are other parties. But now we just see three parties out there Peter Obi, um, Tinubu, and Atigras, PDP, APC, and um, Labour parties now what makes youths feel that peter obi is the one that's going to change the way the nation is because some people feel like the nation can never be changed okay i think it's because peter obi is new the party is new it's exciting there's this new flaw that comes with something new something bright and then like peter obi have been in government for eight years and he came out without no record of corruption no dent on his and for once he's young <laughs> he's enthusiastic and yeah he has a degree to actually govern us yeah so for the first time <laughs> since june 12 in 1993 we are having this spore of youth everyone wants to be interested yeah. everyone wants to have a say because if you're not ahead of this stuff when i am and it should be something of a disgrace that okay you are in government and yeah. then everybody's just campaigning for something new it's not it's not credible enough so the state of the the state of the government does not give us a say to sit our arms and tie our arms closed. Yeah, okay, I get you. Okay, to add to what she just said, you said something about Nigeria being having a multi-party system, but having just two parties, PDP and APC, being power for the past 12 years. Now, about that, I feel over time, Nigerians had to choose. Nigerians have had to choose between um, bad and semi-bad. Yeah. I feel Peter Obi is bringing something different. Now we don't have to pick between what bad. Do you, what do you term that? Is that okay? We have bad and semi-bad. So um, like, Peter Obi like is having like... to pick between the devil and Satan. <laughs> so now there's an angel in our midst. So what do how, you do? How make you? Okay. The reactions we're having in the studio is like crazy. But what makes you think? Okay. Yes. Um, I was watching news this morning, and then um, the man that came on AIT, he said. He was talking about um, the 
according to him, he's what we like the um, what do they call it criteria for you to become our president. He said the person has to be physically and mentally stable or fit to run the country. You must have had um, emotional injuries so that when the country is emotionally injured, you know you you know how to deal with that. And then he was talking about how Peter Obi just has like the governorship, his his level of um um political knowledge being able to handle um you know the country is not he's not experienced enough but atiku has been in the system and so he feels like atiku knows um how to how, <laughs> how to he's capable of hand, handling nigeria and taking us to our promised land okay there's something um the former president olusegun obasanjo said about um was the name atiku okay before he stepped out he said if what he knows about atiku is true then atiku is worse than even the devil I don't know if I quote him right, but he says something okay. in that light. Okay, I think experience. We don't need a bad experience anymore. We have seen experience failed us several. We had Buhari and they're like, he's going to be new. He has served us before. He is good. And where are we? We are seeing the dust. So I think we need something new, something exciting, something we have never seen before. Let their experience stick to where they were because Atiku have been running for presidential election. For a couple of years since, now. Yeah, ever since um, he- democracy started. And he hasn't won. So why do you think he's going to be different? That's just the just, just a question, Miss um, Cherish with the double R. <laughs> did you watch the APC um, primaries? I did not watch. You did not watch it. <laughs> did you Did you see when Tinubu stood up <laughs> to read his own Kinikokini? His manifesto. His manifesto, yeah. No, I didn't see it. The man literally had shaky hands. Yeah. Now we cannot trust Nigeria in the hands of a man whose hands is shaking. <laughs> Okay. They, say, they say everybody in Nigeria is a stand-up comedian because the issue with the country is no joke. <laughs> so, we have, so we have to crack our own jokes to make ourselves happy. Yeah. So if Peter Obi is going to bring the change, the change we really deserve, then Peter Obi it is. Okay. Well, I, I would agree with you concerning Sinubu. I particularly have like everything against the man. First of all, his age. Like I know we're tired in Nigeria. We're tired of like having really old men, like men that are supposed to have been retired and staying at home. Just you know, allowing the youth, according to them, to run. Oh my, talking about youth. I'm not just talking about the 18 year olds, the 20 year olds. 40 year olds are young enough or old enough to actually manage the affairs of the nation. This next song might make up your top 10. This is Free Smoke Radio. Home of the biggest stars. Yeah, this is Tanya. You're listening to Free Smoke Radio. Okay, welcome back, guys. Oh, so, still on our topic, the sudden participation of youth in the electoral process. Could this be the dawn of a new era? That is the question that we are asking. So, um, before while on the break, you know, we're having some small conversations, and my friend here was trying to tell me some of the things that Peter Obi did while he was governor of Anambra State, and I would like her to just speak up so that you there in your house that is doubting that Peter Obi is the is the next is the future of this nation. At least you'll be convinced. So, um, Oli, please just tell us some of the facts that you gathered about Peter Obi, like you're from, or you're an Igbo girl. I don't know if you're from Anambra State, or, but yeah, I know you're an Igbo girl. So tell us some of the things that Peter Obi did while he was in office as a governor of Anambra State. And after he left, what were some of the trademarks? Okay, when Peter Obi was the governor of Anambra State, he yeah. actually did a lot of things in education, yeah. in commerce. He did animal things in education. For example, when um, he came into government, yeah. um, Anambra State was rated 26th 26, 26 
position for yeah. national Wayek, right? Yeah. But during his stay there, we ranked number one. That's in 2012. Wow. Where he did a lot of animal things in our educational standard. Yeah. He built about free education. Yeah. And then even when he was leaving, he, I think he, he left $156 billion. And that's like yeah. the largest amount any governor has ever left. If they've but, left any at all. <laughs> point. So like, if someone can actually work, do so much work, yeah, clean the community so much, yeah, and still leave, still so leave much money. Out. Yeah. So why are you doubting him? And even when he left, he still moved on with his educational programs. He still moved to charity. Yeah. Even the health technology he was always there, like always there. Yeah. So I I don't have no doubt about his um, his competence. Yeah. In ruling us in taking us to the next level. I think he's brilliant and he has the strategies to actually do it. Okay. So now let's talk about Nigeria like in real life now we know that there is a lot of people people don't want to vote because in the past they've said I see my votes go count if I go there now they go come rig election you go yes a person will you know votes for don't win so let's talk about the um, possibility of Peter we actually win right so I, I was watching the news and then the, the guest was like if the vote of the youth will count in this particular election and if the person that they want to win will actually win because we know that people go behind the scene to pull strings and ensure that whatever they want to happen will happen it's your money that speaks for you and does the work for you so let's talk about that what is the possibility of peter be actually winning with our votes okay you said something about people going behind the scenes to commit sins <laughs> now people 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 want to pinpoint what happened during the um apc primaries yeah. where a lot of persons were stepping down for the batman yeah now if <laughs> whoever the batman is <laughs> we need we really need a superhero <laughs> now if if what they say is true we just okay. have to try okay? okay we have to go out and cast our votes and hopefully it counts but if they're saying votes do not count like what i see on twitter and on facebook every day then why do people buy, buy votes why do they give us salt rice maggie maggie cubes during election time for our vote if our yeah. votes don't count so definitely our votes do count. So let's go out this time and try something different. Because after listening to um, Tinubu's um, speech or his um, very dreadful <laughs> manifesto, it's no story that um, Nigeria has one of the highest foot soldiers in West Africa. Yeah, and it's because okay. of the population, the youth. Yeah. Now Tinubu looks to utilize these foot soldiers, send them to war, <laughs> make all of them what army men, workers, and feed us with what? cassava okay. and corn please i'm a calabar i'm a poet i'm not a farm i might be a hoop i don't belong in the farmland to take a different light towards that i read an article and then Inek is like the thing is the new confidence that is bringing about the surge maybe because of the new the, because maybe because of the new development yeah. and new infrastructure that is making giving people this hope that their votes count so i think I, I'm also believing that because because of the new acts, the amendments, yeah. the way yeah. that we're taking all these things seriously, yeah. I think our vote will count. It actually counts. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to follow I, the I, I, Yeah, I want to be optimistic too yeah. because like the, the response to the electoral process to um, voters' registration is actually like, it's actually like really, really. It has gone. It has taken a new shape, and like it, I'm sure it beat the expectation of INEC and every other person. So I, I want to believe that our votes will actually count. Okay, so now let's come down to Cross River States. We've all been in Calabar for like a, a while, and. The recent developments, right, that have been happening now, Calabar is now termed um, the Dustbin Republic, where we see that 
these staffs that used to pack those being kuda kuda women kuda men they are not being paid and then everywhere is left like a refuse dump now the elections are coming up who do we think is going to be the um man fit for the job okay ever since um donald duke left office i don't think um cross river state have had okay there's been no one to a build strong that, opinion yeah there's been there's been no one to build on that man's legacy no 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 there is freedom of speech i've been a I democracy am, I am exercising my freedom of speech <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, no, we know his address. I saw, I, I saw I, I, please, please, uh, I, this is not Gosson speaking. Disclaimer, disclaimer. disclaimer please. This is what's Milona. Okay, um, I saw somewhere on Facebook. Yeah. Someone said, um, Cross River State is being led of no. Okay. That he makes mention a lot of for things that does in the yeah. country, in the states rather. You don't expect people to work if you're not really paying them. I've heard yes. the story of this um, Kuda, those in yes. charge of clearing the state. Cross River State used to be known as, as the, the cleanest, cleanest state in the country, yeah. but look at us now. Everything is a waste. It's serious waste. I, I, it's a serious I agree waste. with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not to dwell in the past, I would actually not want to push so much blame, although there are um, there are news or rumors of not being they are not being paid their salaries yeah. of um, no money, but waste management as a whole is one of the strongest problem any government face in a society being able to manage your waste. So I think if he's actually flopping now, maybe we should actually look at what's happening. Maybe there's a problem in there because I actually heard they're trying to relocate where they and um, where they dispose the waste from. Lemon. For how long, please? For, for how long? For how long have they been trying to relocate? I've been finding you resistance because the the truck people are saying is too far. The place that they them to move is too far, and like there's a back and forth somewhere. So I just believe that like, he's actually going to do better because well, I feel like not be stand or he actually did better. <laughs> I, I don't I just, like. Let me just back to defy a bit. I don't think if something's a priority to you. If you are in the position to make that thing work, no matter what happens, even if there was supposed to be a system, or even if there is, at least for how long? Now we get to the point where if you go to Calabar South, cars are struggling to pass. It's that bad. And that thing did not pile up in one day or one week. It has taken a while. So if he was doing better before, as, as it is rumored, or as you have said, then he can do it. I mean, you're leaving office, so you want to leave Dustbin. Um, hope, um, what's his name? Peter will be left how much for the um succeeding governor. You're leaving Dustbin for the next governor. Please, meanwhile, the question I asked was, who is going, who do you think is going to be the better man for the state because I on, on my part, Sanji or Nor, I don't really know. I don't really. Know. <laughs> Okaba said he's the, he's the next governor. We never see your poster. <laughs> Sanji and on one hand, I, I'm not very sure. So many people are like uh, it's Prince Otu, but Prince Otu on the other hand, I don't know. Who who do you think? Please just tell me because some people say after the presidential election they are not voting for any whether it's his governorship or. But this is our state. You are not staying in the whole country. You're staying in your state. So whoever you whoever you vote for would actually determine what is going to happen in the state. So please, I I need feedback. Okay, I think um, I've not even. Really- Pete, I'm not really taking the side yet. I want to read more of their manifesto, hear them debate. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah, manifesto can be very, very deceptive because but for the people that have the past governors, the past um the past presidents that have read manifestos to us, even if they have actually fulfilled some of the things, how many? Like could you say ninety percent or even sixty percent have been fulfilled? But listening to the track record of a uh, track record of um, Prince Sutsu, okay. I think he actually did better. Yeah. I see, I see 
youth, Nigerian youth in Calabasa, they are so enthusiastic about him. <laughs> Maybe because he's from there, but I just like everybody's excited yeah, about Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. The time he was in government, I think I was a little bit little. But reading what he has done, I think he did a lot better. So maybe he's better, but I'm, I'm not taking a side yet. I'm still undecided about it. Okay, got some. What about? Well, I'm not a cross Rivera to start with, and I don't really know these two men. But then it's not really about, it's not going to be really about just their manifestos. I yeah. mean, there are a lot of men who have come out in the past and read really good manifestos, really and their nice. manifestos, no manifesto. <laughs> but. But we're going to have Thank to like look. <laughs> we're going to have to look at their track record and see who really did what he did. Yeah. And then maybe then we'll pick said. a side. But for now, for now, nothing. So you are focused on Peter B um, and the like. I'm just obedient. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so now this is like my final question to you guys. Um, do you think <laughs> that for the fact that youth are actually like really participating and putting themselves out there, I hear that there are people in just I saw the news that people go to, like to INEC office five AM. It's it's like they're registering jam. They go to INEC office five AM just to ensure that they get they are registered to be vote them um, to to be able to vote in the twenty twenty three elections. Do you think that this participation, this activeness in the electoral process is actually going to cause a change? Okay, there is something about Nigerians and dime minutes. <laughs> Nigerians like waiting for the dime minutes everywhere. Once it gets to three days to the closure, everybody starts running around. No, I don't. Th- I don't think he started today. I don't think he started just. It started, like it's, it's it's been like two weeks. It's been like two weeks since it started, and we all know that the registration for the permanent voters card ends this month. Yeah. So that, yes, that's yes, why that's that why test, we have that's yeah. why we have everybody running yeah. a letter skeleton. Looking for looking to register for their permanent voters card. Yeah. Before I ask my question, yeah, okay. I, you said something about Nigerian liking um, or doing dying many things. I think that for the response to registration for voters card, in the past elections, I don't think it has been like people have responded this much to, especially the youth. I don't think we've responded even with the deadlines that have been set. <laughs> I know some of you were still children. <laughs> But those of us that had reached the age to get our voters card, we were very, very apathetic. <laughs> no, like we were not interested in any political activity, right? We're nonchalant, reluctant about getting our voters card. So I think, <laughs> I think it's beyond the dying, the dying the set and the deadline, right? People actually want to be involved in the electoral process. Asked, do you think that the sudden activeness, the proactiveness of youths or of Nigerians in general? General, um towards this electoral um this um, 2023 elections do you think that it will actually cause a change in our country i think it's going to cause a change why use just as an example i'll use my example myself when i went to get my voters card yeah i went there by seven wow then, the, the earliest the, you've been seven <laughs> and then the you never got the classes that early <laughs> 300 names and I was like when did you call she said names. she came by she wow. came by 6 o'clock and the other I said okay if for Calabar here by, if I'm telling you she was number 100 and is it 20 and she said she came by oh 6 o'clock oh my so god who is number 1 what time did number 1 come <laughs> 2 a.m. that's the point so I think it's going to cause a change because yeah. I see really just leader becoming interested yeah I mean church members like before vote. so I think if you have the voters card why won't you vote yeah because right? and pulling centers are so close like 
every, it's good, almost yeah. every street has a police center. So yeah. if you have the card, why won't you vote? Yeah. It's all about choosing the right candidate. I think Nigerians are informed, if not by poverty or by intellectual, <laughs> by, by insecurity. Yes. yes, yes. Who to vote? So I think it's going to cause a change because everyone wants to get out of this, this mess. This mess we are in. This insecurity, yeah. this poverty, this education stagnation. Everyone wants to move. Let's not even go to education stagnation. It's bad. It's bad. It's stagnant. <laughs> We're stagnant. Okay. Yeah. So I think I agree with you that I think it's going to cause a change because like so many people are becoming more interested in the activities like in everything that's happening in this nation. Before you we used to say politics is a dirty game, whoever wants to win is going to win. But now people are like so interested. I mean, I remember I went to church on Sunday and my pastor was like, We don't belong to any party, but we're simply obedient and everybody was screaming, like Pastor, even you <laughs> So the the interest in like every sector, both the religious and I mean it's amazing. So, Godson, let's hear it from you. Okay, it's scary when you read news about Nigeria. <laughs> like, why would you want to be interested? You're looking at the news and you're seeing bomb blasts in Bonu. Yeah. You go back to your house. The sight to your kitchen is scary. Yeah. Like, you're out of food stuff. <laughs> and then you're asking yourself, no, you want to trace the root of the problem. You yeah. go back to the root and you discover that the root is the country. Yeah. So, wouldn't you want to do something about it? Yeah. So, that's why everybody's interested. Yeah. Because nobody's happy. Students have been at home for, like, I think four months now. It's been yeah. four months. Yeah. Now, nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. It's too bad. So, if if nobody's going to make you happy, you have to go out and put a smile on your face. Yeah. And how do you do that? You do it with your PVC. Oh, that was like, that was... A bummer. <laughs> okay, thank you. So much. I think this has affected like everybody, even the children in primary schools are being affected because if they don't pay your parents, how would they pay your school fees? Reason I'm. Okay, guys, thank you. Now we're gonna call it a day or be a night. Thank you so much for having for coming around Oli and Godson. It was amazing having you guys in the studio. Bombarding my head with all the facts that you have. I hope um you enjoyed every bit of this conversation. We'll meet again next week, Thursday. Thursday and go and get your PVCs. Then, my name is Tosion, aka African Rasta. Keep listening to Free Smoke Radio.